I really think that if we want to have the maximum impact that we do want to have, like I really ended up creating Classcraft just because I saw the impact. And so if I want to do that, I need to help teachers. And to help teachers, I need to listen to them and you know bring that to bear in our product design. So the product team has just done some really fantastic work in that regard. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I'm your host and chief goddess of the PASS Foundation, Annalise Corbin. We know the current model for education is obsolete. It was designed to create fleets of assembly line workers, not the thinkers and problem solvers needed today. We've seen the innovations that are possible within education, and it's our goal to leave the box behind and reimagine what education can look like in your own backyard. Welcome to today's episode. As always, super excited because we get to have a conversation um, with an innovator in the space of education. And so joining us today is Sean Young, who is the co-founder and CEO of something called Classcraft, uh, which Sean will be telling us all about today, um, which is an innovative platform that helps educators make learning meaningful and motivate students through gamification. And so that's a topic actually that our listeners are super excited about. So that will be a fun conversation to be had. Um, I will add, just for the sake of con- uh, context, that since its launch, Classcraft has made quite an impact in the world. And I, I think in some of the materials I was reading, 10 million students kind of impact. And that is super impressive. So, Sean, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, really, uh, it's an honor to be here. Um, hi to all the listeners, and thanks, Annalise, for, for having me. Absolutely. So I think the other bit of context that I also love and appreciate about your backstory, and I think that we will start there if you're okay with that, is, you know, a lot of things that that show up either on this program or on the radar screens of lots of teachers that are in the field are coming from folks that have been designed, developed, but lots of great technology innovations, but they don't necessarily come from educators. And that is not the case with you. You're a teacher. I was. I was a teacher for uh, almost a decade. Um, you know, a lot of people say they were a teacher as well. And it's, uh, you know, they have one year of Teach for America or something, uh, you know, and that's fantastic. It gives a lot of perspective, but I was uh, I was there for a long time, actually. And I, that was where I was, uh, you know, going to stay. But um, I uh, also, uh, so I was teaching high school physics and um, had a... a um, my my brother was a develop a creative director in New York and had a lot of clients and needed help with programming websites. Uh, this is like a long time ago, like you know, in the age of web, you know, in the mid two thousands. And so, Ancient you know, history, I just, the mid-2000s. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I started helping him and uh, ended up, you know, having a uh, while I was teacher, also becoming a web developer and an app developer. And we, you know, built websites for all kinds of organizations, but uh, worked with uh, Chanel for three years. Uh, So teacher by day, but, you know, programmer by night, I would, you know, fly to New York on Fridays and go meet with folks at Chanel and that type of stuff. Um, And so had, had, uh, you know, this capacity to just develop this capacity to to build uh, apps and websites. And I was consistently as a teacher building stuff for myself all the time i built apps to grade faster i built uh, apps to 
uh, you know, be able to hack the photocopier so that I could print from my house <laughs> at school and, you know, <laughs> like, you know, all kinds of that kind of stuff. You You're know? that teacher. <laughs> That's right. Um, I love it. But I was obsessed with making school meaningful for kids. Like I had just found school so boring um, and didn't see the meaning when I was, you know, a teenager. And so really wanted to make school meaningful. Did that. I built 180 days of project-based learning curriculum, all my own stuff for physics. And then realized that for a lot of kids, um, community and relationships are really at the core of what makes school meaningful for them. Like, yes, the class needs to be interesting and exciting and relevant. Um, but they're also there for, you know, for the for the community that's there. And so I really got thinking about like, and I, and I did a master's thesis on using digital platforms to create um, communities of practice between students and seeing if I could take digital collaboration and make that, transfer that into real life collaboration between students. And so... And of course you can, um, yep, you know, absolutely. no big surprise there, yeah, yeah. but you know, this stuff, you know, needs to get researched and proved out, you know, um, but uh, was really, really focused on like, this is a hard class. Physics is a hard class for, you know, seniors. Like, why aren't you helping each other? Like, I'm not going to penalize you if you help each other on your homework. In fact, you should. And so how can I develop that kind of um, meaningful uh, engagement and, and community between students. Um, and, and that's kind of how Classcraft came about, um, you know, with this quest of like making school as relevant as possible um, while at the same time taking the best teamwork dynamics I've ever seen, which exists in video games, right. to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Absolutely. you know, gamers that are, you know, doing a raid in a, in a dungeon or, or like they know what their job is. Everybody's super clear on it. Everybody's committed. Uh, you fail as a team. You know, there's a lot of super interesting design decisions that are made in games to make collaboration really meaningful. Um, and so, borrowed from that and just kind of hacked together this platform, which was, you know, became Classcraft, but originally it was just for me. It was never going to be a company. Um, right, right. So. Yeah, it was, it was a tool for you to do better and great things with your kids and it ended That's up right. being a tool that is now deployed worldwide. So let's talk a little bit sort of about the the practical application of what Classcraft is now. And I appreciate the backstory because I think that it helps our listeners have a better understanding for the way you were sort of thinking about the ecosystem in which this was going to ultimately land, Right. So, so share with us just a little bit about the sort of the, the state of it today. So we, we talked about the past. So tell us about what it's doing now. And then I want to get into the nuts and bolts about how a school or a teacher kind of deploys it and, and sort of the totally. gaps that it fills, right? Yep. And so, so Classcraft is, is a, yeah, so yes, it's worldwide. We're in 12 languages. We're in 165 countries, 10 million kids. We're working with districts all over the country. Um, and um, what we're doing is a Venn diagram of two things. So the first thing is really, really robust mechanics and mechanisms for developing intrinsic motivation. And so... Um, a lot of the time we think about student engagement, you know, and student engagement is like getting kids to do stuff. We're really, you know, like I want them engaged. I want them doing the things. We're really focused on getting kids to want to do the things, um, not just doing them, but actually want to do them. And, you know, thinking about what that looks like from an experience perspective. 
you, you know, and so when we think about motivation, we we can think about extrinsic motivators, intrinsic motivators, a lot of schools and a lot of educators default to extrinsic motivation um, because, you know, how do you develop intrinsic motivation? I'm not in a person's head. How can I change what they care about? And, and that's that's a hard thing to do. But games are really good at doing that. Like literally, that's what they're designed to do. You know, my my favorite example of that um, is not from the video game world. It's uh, it's from sports. But like, think of golfing. Golfing is such a like random, useless task when you think about it. Like, if I were to say like, what's the point of golf? You'd say like, take this ball, put it in that hole over there. And if I were to ask you to do that, you would, and you didn't know about golf, you'd probably just like pick up the ball, walk over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And exactly. And then he'd be like, a mission accomplished. And I'd be like, wait, wait, no, sorry, Annalise, I forgot to tell you, you need to do that 500 times in a row. Right. And then you would and you say, you need to use this little stick with a club on the end of it. Right? No, no, wait, wait, wait. You would, oh, no, before, no, yeah. I, before I told you that, you would say, you would say, you know, wait, wait, 500 times in a row, that's work. I'm not going to do that. Uh, and True. then I would say, wait, wait, I forgot to tell you, there's sticks and there's, right. you know, you, right. there's these, you've got to do the least amount of shots possible. Possible. And in fact, what I'm doing with all those rules is taking a situation that's work and in fact, creating a very specific experience where um, by putting in place this arbitrary rule set, I'm giving it meaning. And in doing that, fulfilling fundamental needs you have, you know, developing competency, being in control, social relationships. And, and in doing that, giving meaning to an activity so that it's not like, oh, you need to pay me to play golf. Golfers pay their own money to go do this right, thing. Right, right. Right. And so we right. completely flipped yeah. the narrative. And so, yeah. so we're borrowing from games um, and, and how they're built to uh, bring that level of intrinsic motivation, but then applying that not to, you know, a lot of people think games and education, they think math games mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. reading games mm-hmm. or, you know, um, that that's like game-based learning. We're not doing that. What we're saying is run your classroom using that logic. And so what does that mean, run your classroom? It means you know behavior intervention. So this is the second part of what we're doing. We're saying classroom management, behavior intervention, the way you relate to students and get them to relate to one another um, is super ripe for you know disruption. A lot of teachers have a command and control type of, you know, mentality to how they're running their classroom. What we're saying is, why don't you teach kids what it means to be a good student and what it, what good culture looks like? And when that happens, give them positive feedback. So, you know, and those are skills. A lot of the time we're talking about SEL these days, you know, social emotional learning. And ultimately, those are skills, being empathetic, including others. But, but those skills actually map back to behaviors. What does empathy look like in a seventh grade classroom? What does respecting others' point of view look like in math class? Um, and so if you can define those behaviors and then give kids high fives, like, hey, good job. That's exactly what I want to see. And in Classcraft, a high five is experience points. So it's like right, in a video right, game, yeah, right? Yeah, and then, game. And then yeah, it maps all the way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then it maps back to an avatar and they're yeah. leveling up and they're on teams and the avatar, they can get swag and they can get little pets and they can yeah. get real life powers like you can eat in class or hand in an assignment late. Like these are all things that are customizable mm-hmm. in the platform. What are the behaviors? What are the, the, the benefits for students? Um, but ultimately, we're making classroom management super easy mm-hmm. for teachers mm-hmm. while at the same time 
making it super motivating and meaningful for students. Yeah, yeah. That's super awesome. And I have so many questions. Perfect. So, so let's start All right, the table with, is yeah. laid. Okay, Go for it. Awesome. Yeah, the table Perfect. is set. Right, roll up our <laughs> yeah. sleeves. I am ready to roll. I so, love it. Um, so let's talk, start with the, the question that I can just imagine, you know, all of those educators out there going, wait a minute. So... Are we, and I know the answer to this is no, but I, I need to ask the question so you can do articulate it, it. it for, for our listeners, right? So, you know, by by gamifying, if you will, the whole classroom experience, you know, are we taking away from the personal interactions that happen amongst kids, right? Are we are we so embedding them into this game that they forget to be humans? I know someone's out there thinking that. I don't believe this, but I want you to Perfect. really sort of yeah, explain yeah. this this component because this question comes up all the time in schools, right? So mm-hmm. let's just let's just air this one and that way we can totally. be done with it. So 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 the first thing that th- to know about Classcraft is it's not a video game. So kids aren't on a screen. They're not, you know, isolating themselves from one another. Classcraft is a mechanism for signifying and motivating to kids what's important. So if I say what I care about is, for example, you working with other types of students than you would normally work. Like I want to foster diversity, equity, inclusion in my classroom. I'm going to give kids points for uh, working with somebody they don't normally work with. Um, so that I'll communicate that to kids. Hey guys, I really want us to work with different people. We're always working with the same people. Like let's, so let's focus on that. For example, when kids decide to do that, I'm going to say, Hey, good job, Emily. That's exactly what I wanted to see. Here's a high five in Classcraft lingo. That's hundred XP, for example, hundred points. And that's what's going on. It's, there's no, like the kids aren't, you know, going through this 3d world trying to, and in, and in fact, what I'm doing is creating a very meaningful experience for students to want to, for example, go outside of their zone of comfort and work with different types of learners than they normally would. Um, so that's an example. But like the idea is like 90% of the Classcraft experience isn't happening in the app at all. Just like Airbnb, right? Like 90% of the Airbnb experience isn't happening on, on their app. It's like happening in real life in a person's house and you're having this experience, yeah, right? And yeah, that's what we're exactly. trying to create is Same changing sort of the physical scenarios. experience. Yeah. So then the the teacher then utilizes the app to do the different sort of components, the setup, setting the, the ground rules, issuing these, these bonus points, those high fives, all that sort of stuff. And the student goes into the app from time to time. And what do they do there? They can do lots of stuff. So um, so there's things they can go and decorate their characters. Um, so they earn swag as they level up, just like skins, just like in Fortnite. So culturally relevant, they can go train little pets uh, that they can collect like Pokemon Go. They can, uh, teachers can put curriculum on like a quest map so they can move through, you know, homework assignments, that type of stuff, like in a choose your own adventure type of journey. Um, They can give each other recognition. So we have a really cool system where kids can give each other kudos. So what better way to, you know, teach these behaviors than be able to observe it in somebody else. So like, hey, thank you so much for working. I'll stick with my like uh, inclusion example here, but like, thank you so much for deciding to work with me. I had a great time. You were a great work partner. 
And both kids get points when that happens. So there's also mechanisms for that. There's also students have hearts in class graphs. So if they do like negative behavior, they can lose hearts, just like, okay. you know, in okay. a Zelda, yeah. like so, in a video so game. So their health points, yeah, all that sort of it, stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You got yeah. it. I, I don't need to explain it to you. And, but then they can protect each other. So like, One's a healer, one's a guardian, one's a mage. So the like the 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 war the 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 healer can log into their account and like top up the hearts on their teammate. Oh, okay. and whenever they do that, they get yeah. points. And yeah. so like they the fastest way to level up is to be the most collaborative team player. That's fascinating. Um, so there's a lot of stuff yeah. they can do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, do you see this being utilized across the sort of spectrum of grade levels, or do you see it more heavily utilized in elementary, or more in middle school, or more in high school, or how how is it sort of shaking out over time? Well, the the the, the truth is, it's being used across all of K twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you get points for? Yeah. What do you you know? Uh, what do you get as benefits? These things mm-hmm. are customizable yeah. by the schools, so. You know, if you're in high school, you can get points for, you know, I don't know, handing in your homework on time, mm-hmm. uh, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're in elementary school, you can get homework. You can get points for, you know, staying seated throughout the morning. I, I don't yeah. know what it is, yeah, but yeah. different types of uh, contexts. So that makes it very adaptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are seeing a lot of usage in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that. the reason yeah. for that is is twofold. One, there's the like the there's the engagement slide happening in middle school. So kids are typically quite engaged in elementary school. And in middle school coincides with the moment where they don't have that one-to-one teacher relationship. And and we see engagement just plummet. Um, and it doesn't go back up in high school. It's just like like when you do engagement survey, Gallup does a national engagement survey every year and students um, are like 75% say that they're motivated by school up until fourth grade. And then fifth grade, sixth grade, seven, it goes down. And by eighth grade, it's 25% and it just flattens out there. So there's a problem there. Yeah, I think the other issue, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think the other issue is there's a lot of, because of this same reason, that transition from one-to-one, you know, I only have one teacher to now I have six or seven teachers, behavior becomes really problematic as well in middle school because kids, there's a lack of consistency. And so kids can get away with certain things with Sean and not the same things with Annalise and they're struggling to balance that. We're giving them different expectations all the time. So having a consistent framework for motivation and behavior across a whole school that aligns to the school values is super relevant and important um, for that age group. Yeah, we we see that as well. And I, so, I like I said, I was super curious about where you're sort of seeing a lot of those components, but that makes sense um, to me when I sort of think about our own interactions with students um, in terms yeah. of the way that, you know, things are shaking out in a variety of different ways. I'm also curious, so a lot of SEL sort of components tied into it. How does the system function with um, ESL, um, English as a second language sort of students or other sort of barriers in that sense in terms of, are you finding that it works well in that scenario as well? And is it a mechanism that actually accelerates language in that space? Absolutely. So for ESL, we have, you know, again, teachers can put mm-hmm. what they want. So they'll mm-hmm. put things like talk, talking in English for the whole class. They'll put in, you know, reading uh, a news article in mm-hmm. English, whatever, whatever curricular 
piece makes sense. You know, I think that um, one of the challenges in in teaching ESL is that kids are shy. They don't want to make yeah. mistakes while they're yeah. talking, yeah. right? Like they yeah. don't want to look dumb. Yeah. But with Classcraft, what you can do is, you know, help them, you know, be motivated to go beyond that barrier, right? Of saying like, I don't want to look dumb, but I want to help my team. So uh, by do by speaking in English, for example, I'll be able to, you know, level up and and help them more. You know, Classcraft is localized in so many languages as well. So it's possible for teachers to set the language, you know, for example, the, the whole interface can be in Spanish, um, for example. So it makes it easy to understand. But at the same time, they're getting points. Like the, the points are for speaking in English, yeah, but the yeah. interface is in Spanish, right, for right, example. Right, right. So there's, right. there's adaptations in that regard as well. But we've seen tremendous gains with teachers uh, working with those types of students. Because so much of it is just a motivation oh, challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Abs- it just absolutely. really is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's fabulous. So what, what I assume since you've deployed it in so many places now, you've got tons and tons mm-hmm. of experience with that component of it. What are the sort of constraints that you bump up against? I mean, I'm sure at this point you've had enough examples. You're like, okay, this becomes this barrier, this conversation, this component is a perceived totally. barrier. It's not really, right? But so so what are some of those pieces as folks? Because, you know, my hope would be that, you know, people are listening and they're like, oh my gosh, I want that in my classroom. So I'm going to run yep. down and talk yep. to my principal. Hey, can we get this thing? What would this look like, right? But, you know, I know that there are always these conversations about, well, we can't do that because of X, Y, or Z. And you've heard them all. So what are the most totally. common things that you hear that are the reasons why we can't do this? I would say that the number one thing is like we can't add another thing to teachers yeah plates. We, hear, like, we hear that too all the time you yeah. know that's yeah. that's the number one yeah scapegoat and it's true you know teachers you know i did that job for 10 years uh, i know that it's a demanding job and you know there's more and more things being added to teachers plates and not enough being taken away so that we run into that i would say that it's a bit of a fallacy in our case because teachers are managing their classroom. And if they're not, then they have a big problem. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, but on average, a teacher spends 30, 40% of their time managing their classroom. They're not 100% of a class period delivering instruction. They're spending lots and lots and lots of time making sure they can stay on task and are respectful to one another. And it's only gotten worse post-pandemic, like behavior incidences are up 300% in most districts. And so we're actually coming in and saving them time. Uh, we've we've had teachers report, you know, 80% less time spending on, on classroom management. So but that's a definitely one thing we run into. I think the other thing is like, um, you know, oh, my teachers won't get this. They're not gamey enough, you know, like... And so we've actually... Um, we did a year-long research project uh, where we... Um, developed, uh, we, we did, we, it was those three phases. The first phase was like interviewing teachers who had started Classcraft but dropped off, figuring out what it was. And, you know, and it was, a lot of it was like, like, this is too complicated. I don't understand these points. Um, and so then we developed 16 different prototypes, iterative prototypes. So we would, and it was just like a Google Slides version of Classcraft. Like, if you were to click here, what would you do with teachers? And with each one iterating and adding with, between each interview, 
to get to a very like streamlined, like how can I maintain Classcraft, but make it as simple as possible. And from there in the last year, we developed a, um, a four step learn as you go model. So like teachers starting Classcraft today, you can jump in there and there are no avatars right at the beginning. All it is, is give kids points. That's all you need to do. And you know, basically give them positive reinforcement. Right, you right, should be right. doing that anyways, anyway, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's what you exactly. should be doing. And and so just do what you're already doing. But then from there, as you use it, we'll um, encourage you to unlock more and more features. Like, hey, you've you've given a fair amount of points. Maybe you're ready for you know this new feature, this classroom tool. That you could turn on the class store. You could turn on avatars. You could turn on the teams. You could turn on the hearts. You can turn on the quests. You can turn on boss battles you can turn on the volume meter we have all these like classroom engagement tools built in but they unlock as you go and so we really created um a very thoughtful research-backed response to you know this is too much for me potentially and and i'll admit it out of the gate like it was complicated before um and and we've really gone the extra mile to make it as easy as possible now um, and I think that's just, you know, um, the responsibility of any uh, buddy working in education um, to listen to teachers, meet them where they're at, help them grow by using the platform, you know, um, and, and we were very explicit in the onboarding of like, hey, you're going to start with extrinsic motivation and we're going to bring you to running your classroom based on intrinsic motivation. And that can be a year-long journey if you want. You can also go super fast and do the whole thing in uh, you know, a week. Right, uh, right And, and right. unlock everything. Like if you're power user, I'm sure you would get in there, unlock yeah. everything. But for, I, I for a lot of... play, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're like, yeah. don't, don't slow me down. I want to yeah, unlock everything, yeah. you know, so... <laughs> um, but I think it's our responsibility to be you know, really conscious of what's going on in the classroom. And especially now with so many teachers burning out and 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 struggling, I, I really think that if we want to have the maximum impact that we do want to have, like I really ended up creating Classcraft just because I saw the impact. And so if I want to do that, I need to help teachers. And to help teachers, I need to listen to them and, you know, bring that to bear in our product design. So the product team has just done some really fantastic work in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, it's intriguing. And it's it's also fascinating to me when you sort of step back and think about the teacher perspective in terms of the way they manage or contemplate their workload, right? I, so I, I think that, you know, tools like Classcraft, when they can become passionate about them, right, that that becomes this a, a crazy and awesome motivation um, that can be sort of transcendent for all the participants, the teacher and the students, right? Because that's the other piece in all of this, right, that I think that oftentimes folks forget about is that the teacher-student piece is about relationships. And there's a reason, to your point, right, that kids leaving elementary school struggle in middle school is, you know, they had one relationship plus, you know, what was going on with their fellow students that they were navigating. And now suddenly they've got multiples and those multiples don't necessarily carry or hold the same sort of value proposition that they were used to. And it can be confusing, Absolutely. right? And because it can be confusing, it has a whole host 
to ramifications. But the same can be true for the teacher, Mm. Right, because the the, yep. the interesting thing is, right, you know, when you get to middle school, those relationships can can become transitory if you're not really, really careful. And this becomes a mechanism by which an adult can connect to a child in some really positive ways. I love that aspect of this. That's so powerful. You're seeing right at the core of what we're trying to yeah. do. You know, like our our motto is relationships are everything. And, you know, it, it's not you know, go make school a game. It's relationships are everything. Um, and and the way to do that is to borrow from the best mechanisms out there. But ultimately what we're trying to accomplish is, is just that. And in middle school, you're right. Teachers have, you know, 100, 200 students. You know, how do you, you know, get to know each and every one of them? Um, well, maybe you can't, but you can uh, develop a relationship with them where you're seeing them, recognizing them for their efforts and what they're doing and giving, being very clear and explicit about that feedback. And, and, and I think that's really powerful. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's 100% powerful in terms of the, the experience that everybody, everybody is able to have, right? Not just the student, not just the teacher, not even just the community, but that that collective experience is going to have tangible meaning down the road, right? That teacher in middle school may never see that kid again, may never have that particular student in their class again, just because of the nature of the way some schools and middle schools might work. And that is only compounded when we get to high school for many, many kids um, and, and for the teachers too, right? And so, um, you know, it oftentimes, I'm sure you've encountered this, uh, you know, a thousand times. If you ask somebody about one of the most meaningful experiences, you know, that changed their lives and, you know, you have a handful that will talk about, you know, their parents, their family or whatever, but oftentimes it's a teacher. You really dig down and find out, well, who was who was that person? You find, oh, well, that was my my fourth grade teacher or that was my high school chemistry teacher or that was whatever. It comes up over and over again. So those are really, really and powerful nobody's relationships. nobody's like, oh, what changed my life was like my B plus on my math yeah, exam, no, right? No. Like, then, do you even know what you did in school? The answer is no, but I know no, about this exactly. relationship, right? That was incredibly powerful to me and it had such meaning. You know, I always like to sort of wrap the program up, Sean, by recognizing the fact that people have been sitting out there in the world, listening to this fun conversation that you and I have been having and saying to themselves, I really love this. I, I want to bring some of this into my own uh, my own classroom, my own pedagogy, my own school, my own community. So how do I get started with that? So, so let's wrap this up by sharing with folks, what do they need to do next if they want to go on this journey um, with Classcraft? Uh, classcraft.com, super easy. There's a lot of info there. Um, Classcraft has uh, a teacher license and a school and district license. So the, the teacher license, there's a free version um, that has no like time limits. So you could stay on the free version for as long as you want. Um, if you see the value, you can upgrade to a premium version or bring it and you know go f- school-wide. There's a ton of like fantastic uh, reasons to go school-wide. Um, you know, first and foremost, you know, just how easy it is to roll out uh, because you've like rostered students and the behavior, everybody's giving points for the same things. Um, the data, you got, you get like, you can see which students are, you know, getting which reinforcements. So really helping you identify gaps. Um, so, and that's easy. We can um, easily meet with, um, with school leadership or district leadership in that regard. Um, but the starting point is really classcraft.com. There's a ton of information there about 
how it works, our pedagogy. Um, you know, there's product stuff, but there's there's we have a whole section just about the pedagogy. As you can see, I care about uh, that more than I care about the features. <laughs> uh, the features are secondary. You know, they're 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 backed by what's the right pedagogy, and you can find that all that online. So lots of help articles, and again, it's super easy to get started now. Like more than ever, if you're a teacher, you could literally. You know, copy paste a list of students' names. Not you don't even need emails uh, for, for before they get avatars and just start giving points tomorrow. So it's quite easy. That's wonderful. Excellent. You know, Sean, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with us. We really appreciate it. And more importantly, thank you for what you do. I mean, your journey has been um, amazing and super inspiring. And I'm hopeful that folks can learn something from you. So we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks for the work you're doing as well. I think that uh, as somebody who's, uh, my stepdaughter's an anthropologist. uh, So I uh, have a lot of respect for uh, what you're trying to do with the foundation. So thank you. I appreciate that you read up too. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't just show up here. A true true learner. There you go. I love it. Thank you so much, John. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.